0: Star Wars Nothing but Star Wars Give me those Star Wars Don't let them Hey everybody and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. It's episode two hundred and fifty-nine, dude. And it's also a Star Wars episode, as you can tell by Bill Murray's lounge singing Ways There. Uh, We're going to end up going to a big week of books We have the main Star Wars book But we also have the very brand new High Republic number one A book that I was looking so forward to That when we first talked about it I was down on it And had to re-record the review Because I don't think I gave it a fair shake So you'll see what I mean by the time we get to that But before we do uh, yeah, go over to Twitter. Check us out at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, weirdsignsmarvelcomics.com, where you can get news, previews, and reviews of a bunch of Marvel books each and every week. Also, if you like what you hear and want more, 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 and doesn't everybody, doesn't everybody, aren't we all greedy, down deep inside, even when we don't want to admit it? Yes, the answer is yes. Go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Science, where you'll get a bunch of shows, a bunch of bonus coverage, you could say. A bunch of single podcasts each month, but also a lot of weekly shows as well. I'd like to say very weekly, but I don't want to make it a joke, right? Right. And one of the things that I'll point out just right now, I'll talk about it at the end as well, but one of the things we do each and every Monday Is me and my man Luke Hollywood, who does a Hero Notes, My Hero Academia podcast on his own with my man Batman Beyond Mark. We do a manga show. We end up going through a chapter of a manga, maybe two if it's short chapters. But each week we do that. If you're a manga fan, it'd be great to check it out. We just did a Naruto episode this coming up we have spy x family or spy 10 family if you are jonathan hickman chapter 2 and i'm looking forward to that because that's uh you know that's a manga i really do enjoy but we're here to talk star wars and that's what we're going to go to right now with me and matt talking about the main star wars book and then a re-recorded segment of me talking about the high republic because i didn't want to be so pissy but let's go off to me and Matt talking Star Wars. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Good, good, good. Yeah, and we have two books this week, two big books. We have the main Star Wars book and then The High Republic, and I was hoping that I'd be a little more positive about both, but we're going to start with Star Wars number 10. Written by Charles Sewell, art by Jean Balzadwea, Rachel Rosenberg on Colors and VCs, Clayton Cowles on Letters, Operation Starlight Part 2, The Rebel Code, the heroic rebel alliance is on the run from the evil galactic empire, but the cunning commander Zara has broken rebel security codes and will stop nothing to crush the rebellion once and for all. In response, the Rebels stole an ancient protocol droid from the Imperial Museum. With it, they hope to create a new unbreakable code and bring the scattered fleet back together, And so we go into this, and I I end up with this issue. It's very scattered. You get a lot of things. There's a lot of setup going on here, and maybe that's it because you have the Starlight Squadron. They go off to get a hold of some of the Rebellion, some of the fleets, and pass on this code and whatnot, and— That's just set up. Then you end up having Lando suddenly may turn heel, even Mm -hmm. though we know that eventually he won't. And if he does here, there's no coming back for Lando. So I I think that that is an okay play with what's going on with the character. But coming out of Empire Strikes Back, you already are pissed off at, at Lando. I mean, even though he ends up helping and then in Return of the Jedi, obviously, you know, his Redemption deal or whatever but he He's gotten Han frozen so You Mm -hmm. end up with all that and Even that kind of takes you Back like you can't keep Making him bad 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 because We know he's not but and And still he doesn't really accept this But even having it I think all right We're gonna go that route but the Thing with this original protocol Droid this you know (laughs) early on Deal and he they go by Talkie um, He ends up where they're they're going to try to fix him at the end of last issue. Oh, no, he's broken. Yep. Now it's just let's fix him. And by the end of this, you do get some story seeds with Lobot and, and, and wondering if this t- – but I, I don't know that I would have been better off just having the idea that we get this thing. It takes a little bit to re- – I just get them and get these codes. I, I, this whole thing, it's almost like you have the Star Wars deal, so you have to have all these different things going on at once mm-hmm. where you have the Starlight Squadron going off. You have Leia Lando and all the They're there with the Tonki. But it, it's not that interesting to me overall, and actually it, it annoys me a bit in the sense of just the reality of the Star Wars universe or even just storytelling yep. because for some reason this protocol droid who c-3po suddenly better add brain surgeon to the cyborg you know (laughs) human relations because they end up even explaining this as well he's a protocol droid as well so he knows what's going on and i said i'm a human i ain't doing brain surgery i don't know (laughs) what's going on and i haven't seen c-3po do that much r2 yes i said when we were talking before one person who i think could be there chewbacca should we yep. actually seem put together c3po might have been kind of a funny deal to show that he's real interested in doing this and i even said while this is going on you even can make the joke that for some reason Chewbacca's is trying to rip talkies head off so he can put it on backwards because that's <laughs> how he likes it but you have all this going on and they end up activating talkie Yep, he seemingly hasn't been activated in a long, long time, and when he comes out, he's yelling. It's not binary code, but it is, you know, some sort of gibberish. numerical yeah. code, gibberish, and attacks C three PO. And, and all of a sudden, this original protocol droid becomes the Terminator. Mm-hmm. He blasts some sort of lasers out of his hand at at R two. He ends up throwing C three PO all the way across Super strong. the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's strong. He has crazy deals. You even have where R two shoots him with his deal, and he just kind of actually looks like he kind of grabs it and throws it back. I, I yeah. don't. It's almost if you just showed me this, I'd say when are they started making Jedi robots? Because it really looks like he's like a force push, a light, and and it just was too much to me. I Mm -hmm. understand they need this robot. I understand that you want to have some sort of conflict here. But the conflict of trying to get him working was enough for me. You can have some little ins and outs with that. But to have them come out with this menacing Terminator and then continuing that to where we don't know if it's on the up and up. Now, this ends up being a dupe. Say Zara has fudge the stats and this isn't the droid that we were looking for and maybe that would have been a cool line but with that if that's the case why put up the fight at first like it's i don't understand it Mm -hmm. happens again later on the opposite side with the starlight squadron of what they end up doing like a lot of things that happen in this issue just don't work out in my mind of a plan of a of a thing because i don't know why this terminator protocol droid is like it is now we might get some explanation but right now it throws me off there has to be more but, to it yeah th- you end up you know fixing the situation for now by having lobot come into the room puts up his hand as in stop but still again in a Star Wars universe, I think that every time somebody does something like that, I, I just immediately think, well, what's he trying to force push him? Yeah, yeah. But he says stop, and then these crazy-ass dreads that we have been introduced to on him, he's, you know, hey, Mon, <laughs> I, I'm Lobot, Mon. He's down, you know, on Jamaica Way. And they end up would you out uh, It interfaces with the protocol dread talkie. First off, how is that? How is that? Because this is an original deal that they really spelled out, did not really have the technical capabilities and whatnot. But wirelessly, it connects Mm -hmm. and calms down and can speak. The explanation for this is from c 3 pl who says, oh, good news, R2. Lobot's implants must Mm -hmm. have reorganized talkie circuits somehow. I can't begin to explain it but at least now we can communicate that that's a non-explanation that that's magic right there because c3po and r2 who are just working on this thing if anybody they, they can't explain it's never explained it's not explained it then becomes the mind meld of low and talkie where after we get a long explanation that sounds like you know somebody should say hey lando Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't need your story time because they end up where they're trying to get a deal. And the other thing was, OK, now we can communicate. And C3PO, very literal, as well as talky as well, says, OK, we're going to download all your info, whatever. Now, this talkie starts putting two and two together very quick. Smart. If you download my info yep. or, you know, get it. I am now obsolete. You already called me obsolete. You're going to shut me down. And and I want them to say, no, we're not. But also, I thought they were just going to have this droid sit him in the chair and have him do the translating. I never thought that they were going to do any sort of download, upload, whatnot. In fact, to me, it's best to keep it in this original droid that doesn't have as many capabilities as is pretty archaic Mm -hmm. so that if anything goes wrong, you you just you do deactivate them then. But also it would be harder to get the all this stuff to just say, oh, we just want your info. They could have maybe done that without all this rigmarole, but they, they end up with that. Now they have to make deals with it. And the deal is Lando saying, well, Lobot gave you your talking capabilities. He'll keep doing that, and you can be the translator, and we all win. I didn't think that was going to be the deal, but mm-hmm. it, it was. It's, again, it's more forcing Lobot to connect with, Talky and remain there As Lando says You might be doing This forever buddy I mean really do you want To do this do you agree he doesn't Move as a Lobot deal kind yep. Of and then Lando Says he's good with it and Then uh, what do you mean he didn't even say Anything how do you know I, I need it for Lando to say is I know That's all you need that's you know The idea of Lobot and Lando I think that we're starting to play Off this idea that maybe Lobot Isn't on you know the the page as lando is that we're going to get the deal because even when this goes on you end up having talky again an archaic robot suddenly can do way more than anybody's ever done with lobot because lando does say well let me tell you a story well he ended up being you know, part of the empire he ended up losing his mind all this and i'm trying desperately to get it back now are we supposed to believe that lando's bullcrapping us, he doesn't try to get it back because Mm -hmm. Lobot's a slave. I hate to think that, and if that's it, uh, I may you know I may slice you. (laughs) I don't know why you, but I will. It's fine. I I doubt that too. But the way they play Lando, and especially now in this book, I think that that's what we're going to be led to believe until we see that's not the case, and that upsets me because when you end up having Talky realize, oh, I see what's wrong with your brain, because out of nowhere now. Another unexplained deal of, well, you know that now that you have kind of helped my brain, do you understand that I see yours as well? I'm like, what's yep, going back on and forth. Here. Yep. Yeah, is he going to start telling fortunes and doing tarot card readings? I don't even know what's going on. And, and then he <laughs> says, like, oh, look at this. I see this block here. Again, Lando's claiming that he's been trying things. C3PO. I guess I I don't know the capabilities of Talkie from back in the day, but you end up where he (laughs) hits the switch and and Lobot comes to for a second. Now, does Talkie shut that off or does that just fritz out? Is it because one or the other one? And that is that's nefarious. That means (laughs) something's up. But why? Why would a. Protocol droid from back in the day, one of the original prototypes, know enough then to shut that off, except thinking that maybe that would ruin their deal, but it wouldn't it, it, maybe he knows that Lobot doesn't want to do this. I don't know, yeah, he- and so all this deal, I think that people will be like, "'Oh my God, that's so great, Lobot'll get to talk, but the the info and the stats around it just don't add up to me at all. And so you have all this going on. And, and what I was going to say, too, is Lobot comes to and it's like, where the hell am I? Mm-hmm. Like You think that, oh, my God. Well, he is I don't think he knows that know. anything that's going on. And so when, when Lando says, hey, buddy, we're going to go here, it's more of a really control know. thing, it yep. seems. And I don't like that. That's the bromance that I have shipped since day one. I don't need Lobot to just skedaddle. I could just see Lobot comes to. You end up having Chalky finally listen. Thank you. I'm going to make Lobot the deal. Boom. Lobot comes to and he's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, man, you're my best friend, Lobot. Yeah, I got to go get a pack of smokes. We never see Lobot again. He's gone. He's <laughs> never coming back. He's never. <laughs> and I don't want that. I like their co- It's it's like that. Chewbacca Han connection. So you end up having all this going <laughs> on. And then pretty much one of my least favorite, and I'm saying least favorite and I hate them. Not that it's a bad character. Yeah. But one of my least favorites of all time, Bib Fortuna, oh, ends, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, ends up calling Lando. I hate him. I hate him. And and at the end of Mando. You saw what happened it happened right? It made be laugh so much oh, that yeah. asshole. But I'm cursing a lot in this. He you sucks. end up where Lando gets the call from Bib. You know, it, it, the thing is Jabba's not making that call He's got other things to do yeah. He's got weird things to eat And watch, you know, Twilight dancers get eaten by the Rancor So he sends <laughs> Hey, call Lando and, and make a Kind of shadowy deal that, you know, whatever And see what he says And it's like, hey, you're supposed to give up the deal They've had a deal kind of in the process But Lando's been pushing it off And he just continues to This is just to remind you That, oh, that Lando that Lando's always in for the cashunda. Uh, but he kinda hangs up. He says, I'll think about it because of the whole deal going on. Well, then you get and this is where I think this, this issue's just scattered because then you get the Starlight Squadron, which I was looking forward to. And you see, you know, Wedge is there. You end up seeing Shara Bay, who is Poe's mother. Yeah. Also, well, Poe, yeah, yeah, and uh, Poe's dad's wife. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah uh, Lolo Lompar, who I like, uh, looks like Martian Manhunter, and he was an uh, A-Wing yep. uh, pilot in the Battle of Endor. I really like him. I, I think that he's pretty cool, and you get a bunch of others, and they're going to go off, and even then, I'm like, okay, they're going to go find the, you know, all the fleets. They're going to hand them this coat. I, I just... I know you have to do it somehow, but it, it seems like a plan that's destined to go wrong from the beginning, you know, getting these guys, even if it was like one of those, well, we're going to send all of you. You know, you have one, two, three, four, five, you have six. I mm-hmm. just had to count. Six. Each one of you has a tiny little bit of info that then when they're all combined, will give the code. Yep. Good also, idea. the idea of this is, we have to have downloaded the code now. There's no way to give the code out unless you have gotten it. So if you have that, shut down that stupid talkie immediately. It doesn't make sense. They're taking the code off to the others. You have it. Get rid of that stupid jerk. Especially what happens in a minute. But yeah, we're gonna do this, we're gonna get all this going on. And so they go off and you have the nice, you know, the nice bit here. Uh with, you know, Poe's parents kissing and, and you've had that a while and we know that they have to survive cats. He's really laying at, it on heavy. Yeah, and Sharon, hey, you know, give it give me some smooches. Yeah. And then they go off, they go off to deep space to find the squad. It's the sixth division's been decimated already. It's just in shambles. It's Everybody's been blown dead. up. So the Empire's gotten them before. Now Probe droids come out of you know, out of nowhere, out of hyperspace or whatever at a point. Or at least that looks think they're looks hiding like a, somewhere. But, yeah, and it looks like they have like shielding or something. It's a weird yeah. outline. So they show up and they are going to drill into the heads of the max mm-hmm. to get all the info and it's not just the info of the um the code. This would also be the directions home, you know, the idea that you go. Again, I would think Navigation that if it, yeah. yeah, and I would think that the rebellion has some sort of thing where you got to zip, 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 and zip to like seven places around the band, all this. I don't think it'd be like they're there, but maybe it is. Uh, but they can't let this happen. And it's Wedge's astromech that ends up getting drilled into, and they end up having to set self-destruct and eject. The problem <laughs> is, and this is the other problem, the problem is only Wedge's seems to be getting affected here. Yep. It, why? And I understand, like, Wedge, oh my God, try to shoot it. Well, you know, we can't really do that. Here's the deal have Wedge eject his. The rest seem okay enough, but at least one might be okay. It, you don't really get that idea that all of them are being, you know, drilled into at the moment. So why doesn't one person, I, I mean, I'm telling sure. you, even get out of there, get out, like fully out, and then come back 10 minutes later after you clean up the mess. And then, hey, follow me. Yeah, hey, you don't need I'll to eject them all. That doesn't make any sense. What no. What's that other ship over there? Is it the x wings Is the other one's A-Wings? What are those? Yeah, there's – yeah, Where a, are the astromechs on those? I don't know. Actually, see I them. it should be behind the – cup. But yeah, if that's – What are they doing? Where? And so you end up ejecting. I'm looking to see if I see it. I just see the X-Wings ejecting there. Yeah. And so you have that. Okay. And then – they're like, all right, I think this might have been a trap. You know, uh, we better get home. I don't know how we're going to do now. Uh, let's figure things out. They lose communication to, you know, home base, which that seems odd as well. But also just we're going to get out of here. Suddenly it looks like the Tarkin's will just shows up and mm. starts blasting them out of nowhere and, you know, comes out of hyperspace. But I didn't like that progression. And I said to you, the idea that you're in pretty much a blown-up sector of space with things around, and then we see the underbelly of the Tarkin's will, which I guess that – but we haven't really seen the under. We've seen the over. And when you show up in the middle of destroyed space, I'm like – I actually thought at first, not even thinking like, oh, man, the Rebels got one at least. <laughs> because, But then I'm like, who's shooting? But then, like, oh, my. Yeah. It's Zara. This has been the whole deal. But even there's the progression of them, hey, you know, let's go and let's have a, you know, a quick breather. Oh, my God, it's there. And then you go back and that's where you see, you know, the whole thing with Lobot comes out. And really, holy crap, w- what is this? Uh, talking now rogue sucking the, the life out of Lobot. I mean, It's yeah. been five seconds, it seems. and yeah, Lobot's almost dead.
1: He's in the one dead.
0: panel, Lobot's one eye can't open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, happened yeah. to him? I mean, holy crap. And they say, listen, we're going to have to stop this, whatever. And the problem is is now Cass knows his wife's out there. You have that. Also, they ended up losing old needles. We'll never forget your needles. Nah, rest and in so peace. And so he's like, you're not shutting this down. You're not stopping this and pulls a gun on Lando. Yeah. And so <sighs> there we go. Yeah.
1: And I I'm like that. I, I,
0: no, I, I, I actually, this is my least favorite issue of this series so far. Now we're ten in, and I've loved pretty much all of what we got. This one though, and even remember last issue, we said it wasn't really hitting as much. You mm-hmm. ended up having a cool little deal, but it wasn't as much with the whole, you know, squad. So yeah, I, it's a setup. I just, it's a setup issue. With yeah, I, I actually think that of, this is more of a setup arc. Yeah, arc. Uh, so far and. You know, I usually don't bring this up, but you did, uh, <laughs> and it's true. Where's Luke? He's on the cover. <laughs> I know that the thing is, is that in a series like that, you know the you know the players, and and if Luke's on the cover, that doesn't mean like, oh my God, Luke's in here. He, he's part of it, but kind of don't put him on the cover. Not even in That's the background the of any of the panels. Nowhere. Put Lobot and Lando. Right? Just have them there, high fiveing, playing cards or something. You know, during their downtime. But yeah, with that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I just I, I didn't like this issue that much. I'm giving it a, a six out of ten. I could even I could even go to five five now that we talked about it. It's a lot of setup, but a lot of things are forced, especially just hey, talkie's out of control. Hey, what'd you do, Lobot? Pfft, we're never going to explain that. Oh, who would ever know what Lobot's doing? I just whatever. It just seemed odd. Yeah, now Also, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And and is it just like if. This talkie ends up controlling Lobot, maybe that would have been a neat twist you know the idea that Lobot starts acting weird, but what would that sh- how could you show that? Lobot just walks around, but having him dying with this I am now I know there's I so don't much more to this talkie than we we see in this issue there has to be yeah and even if the play is that oh my God, this talkie could solve the Lobot problem, but now we have to kill it and Lobot will never. I, I I don't... I love Lobot as Lobot, whatever, but I'm not there for the feels of, oh my god, Lobot almost had what he wanted, because I don't know what Lobot wanted, and I don't, you know, go with that. I go with just the idea of, you know, Lando and Lobot, but yeah, what would you give it? Um, well, uh, I'm probably with you. This is, some, this is some of the worst art I've seen in. Really yeah, took me out. of the f- from, you know, the last issue. The faces are bad. Their heads are too big. The I, the ships look good, but just it just looks weird. i didn't like it so that that was that was part of the score problem for me, so I'd probably give it like a five five six i think six. okay yeah I, and, I think i could go to a five I, five as well and also too don't don't under un- downplay the fact how much shade that uh c three p o is throwing at this uh this yeah, talking yeah. i mean it uh, was just constantly I mean, just c three p o He's a jerk, and the talk he didn't uh, like that's it. That's all he does. Yeah, yeah, he's a jerk. Off. But yeah, this <laughs> <He's> guy <gonna laughs> screaming, everybody gets mad at me of my hate of C three PO. He, he's Again, out of control. It's like Bib Fortuna to me. C three PO, yeah, great character. I just don't. I, he, he annoys me so much. But I, you know, at points he's supposed to. But he just causes all the problems. I think if you take C-3PO out of the mix, I mean, the Empire's (laughs) already just destroyed because he's doing crap. But we're going to go to the next one. It's a book that a lot of people, including us, were looking forward to. And we're going to continue on with me, myself, and I going through Star Wars The High Republic number 1, written by Kevin Scott, with art by Ario Anandito, inks by Mark Morales, and colors by Annalisa Leone, letters by V.C.'s Ariana. Mayor. And here is the scroll. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the outer rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as a magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now the guardians of peace and justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy and the force itself. This is a book about the Starlight Beacon that ends up being kind of a lighthouse, a lighthouse in space to get the ships to where they have to go, all that stuff. And our Jedi point-of-view character, starting as a Padawan but ending up as a Jedi by the end, Keeve, is on a planet near this Starlight Beacon going through the final training to see if she is going to become a Jedi with her master, her master skier, who is a Transdoshian like Bosk and can regrow limbs. He doesn't have an arm at this point. Now, when I first recorded this, I recorded it with Matt. You just heard me talking with when we talked about Star Wars. And I was in a real crappy mood. I ended up having one of the worst seven days of my darn life. Uh, This past seven days And me and Matt started talking about the books And I think I did not give this book uh, a fair shake The High Republic book Uh, The Star Wars book I, I stay with what I said there But I was in such a bad mood of things that I had to get done Almost forgot that we had to record And was real pissy And so I didn't feel right Plus I kept saying That skier was a Rodian, not a Trantosian, and I sounded like a moron. So I wanted to go back and do this, even though I I knew what he was. It just everything. I was scattered. I had to really rush to get to the podcast and record it because of things going on in my house. Uh, So afterwards, I did not feel comfortable with the way that I went through this book. That's why I'm doing it again, not because I'm throwing shade at Matt and he'll be listening to this and he'll be like, no, no, no. He's throwing shade at me here. I no, So you end up having our Jedi or Padawan Kiev going to do this whole training, this trial where she has to go up these rock needles to find a pendant. She has to decide, you know, feel with the force which one to go up, try to do this, all that. And as she does end up going up, she meets up with another character that is a little like pig with wings, kind of going, kind of annoying at points. But actually, I do like this deal, Conry. And so with Conry, even comes before she does this because she ends up fighting skier, her master. But you don't know it's the master yet, and he's fighting this one-armed guy. They're fighting. I'll mention. That you end up having Keeve have a dual lightsaber. Seems a little weird and all that. But you end up where she's doing this trial. And I do like Conry. It was like, hey, you know, you don't have wings. Shouldn't you be afraid? Shouldn't you be, you know, I wouldn't go up here if I didn't have wings. And ends up seeing his village. There's my village. Look over there. And it, it has a good humor. It has a good back and forth between Conry and Kiev As she is trying to concentrate for the most important thing in her entire life here. And he just keeps talking, talking, talking. Now, the next thing you know, Lukaki, his friend, shows up. Like, oh, man, Lukaki, what's going Come on over here. See this Jedi. Oh, my God, look at this. And goes on. Well, as this is going, and you end up having Keith like, really? Like, I got to deal with this as well. All of a sudden, everybody is attacked by these giant bugs. These giant flying bugs show up and start ripping Everything apart Including the needles they're on Including Conry's village That he pointed out Now at one point Matt even said when we were talking Like hey look at my village it looks real pretty right And Matt's like no 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 Uh, It looks horrendous that village But the Conry he likes it Well we head off to the Starlight Beacon While this is going on And we end up meeting Master Chris We end up meeting Maru And all these things Uh, going on and Maru is this guy who's just there and he's, he's like the tech guy. He's the communications guy. He's getting all this stuff in where Master Chris is kind of running the Starlight Beacon and will be running it as you end up having Yoda show up. Yoda and his other master that they both show up, Grandmaster Vader and Yoda to tell. You know, Chris, hey, we like what you're doing here, and we want you to kind of be the magistrate of the Starlight Beacon. Now, one of the things that made me laugh is if you read the whole Ten of Swords, the X-Men deal, you had the Starlight Citadel there with Lady Saturnine. Chris looks like Saturnine a bit, and you're in the Starlight Beacon. I'm like, what are we doing this stuff in space now? But it, it kind of an aside deal. It kind of made me giggle. But then when we go back down to the planet, You end up having Kiev trying desperately to not die as these bugs are just flying by, trying to destroy things, all that, not really thinking what they're doing. What we find out is, and this is by communing with them, Kiev is able to find out that these bugs, they actually are reacting to the beacon, the starlight beacon It's sending out this signal. That is confusing their homing signal that they usually use, which then is making them come to this planet and just go nuts on it. It's kind of an ecosystem thing. It's kind of the idea that they go and set up this starlight beacon. And I think they might have looked into it, but really not everything. And so this has caused the problem. And what they end up being able to solve it here is basically Maru tells Keith, why don't you come in with them, figure out what they want, what they're doing. And when she does figure out it's a signal, she tells Maru, you change that your signal, change the starlight, you know, beacon to something else. And he goes, well, I think I will. I think that I'm going to change it to Arcadian jazz. Well, that's fine. In the meantime, Keith gets on. Her ship and changes or at least sends out the original beacon from the ship so that these bugs would then follow her out into space. She then gets out of the ship, ejects the floor, puts it on autopilot, and it goes out into space where these bugs are going to follow. And I still think like these bugs are going to go out and follow and die is what they're going to do. But hopefully the ship ends up kind of stopping the signal so that then they can get the signal that they usually get and saying the vibrations were from Uh, A sun in another system That they can get their coordinates down But they may just go into that sun Who knows it's one of those things that pointing Out kind of an Ecological type deal Solving it but kind of solving it by Brushing it under the rug but hey No fuss no muss get them bugs out Also the idea That she says that Skier is the one her Master might have set all This up as the big Test Which is weird because there are indigenous pig, flying pigs that that died. It seems like Conry's buddy who showed up, he's dead. Lakaki is dead. And only because it seems like Skier set this up as the ultimate test deal or set it up to be the ultimate death. Because as you go back to the Starlight Beacon, Keeves there and Master Chris comes up and says, you know what? You know, and you get that play of, like, she's going to end up yelling at Keeve. She's going to end up pissed off, whatever. Keeve even starts cursing because she's all nervous. Never did she ever think she'd be in front of Master Chris and starts cursing in a Star Wars-esque way. And it's funny because this was something that Matt even pointed up, the idea of, you know, hey, you're creaking amazing. That's one of the curses. I'm like, all right, that's okay. Um. But there's also little comments throughout this, even with this where you have Kiev Chris Christmas says, I mean, wow, I heard about you and what you did at Hetzel, and I like that. I like the idea that this is like a Star Wars deal. It's a lived in universe. You have these characters already have a past, whether we see it or not, they have it, and things like that are pointed out. And sometimes you have that and it's it's not well played out. This is well played out. I like the way You go, you even have Master Skier, you know, the uh, Keeve's master who he lost his arm in a battle before and stuff like that. But it'll grow back because he's Trandoshan and all that. So it's a nice little thing. But you end up having Master Chris then make Keeve a Jedi. Keeve is a Jedi, gets the tail cut off like every kid had happen in the 90s right When you had those tales and they're like no 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 You're 28 we gotta get rid of That and they cut it off there And she becomes she becomes Part of the Starlight Beacons ceremonial Opening where everybody's There everybody's come to watch and People are all excited they're all Going on and stuff like that they get The big guys they're raising their You know their lightsabers And having a grand old time As they say for light and life. And say this will be the deal. Uh, herself passed the test. She's crying a little because she has done that. Everybody seems happy. Everybody but Skier. Master Skier is pissed. We don't know why, how, what. He doesn't like it. And he goes off and screams to himself, no. And then kind of just covers his eyes, no. So I don't know if this is full out anger. Is it fear? Fear leads to, you know, that whole deal. So we'll see what is going on. But because we're just introduced to Skier and Keeve and all these, I don't know their M.O.s, what they like, what they don't. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I like this more than I did when I was all pissy. I end up liking this a lot more. I will tell you, Matt gave it an 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8.3. Uh, just a little under them because it is just set up, and we are thrown into this, but I do like our point of view characters, I do like the mystery of it, kind of got, you know, you get the fan service Yoda, Yoda's there saying his things, talking in his yoda ease, and and that was pretty cool, so by the end, and also I want to mention, I really, really did like the art, and that's one of the things also that I don't think originally I took into account when we talked about it, but I'm going to give an three, Like I said, Matt gave an eight five, And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for going through this. And I'm looking forward to continuing with this book, even though originally I kind of thought that I was down. I think another thing that happened was my hype. I was hyped for this. And my expectations were so high, they could never live up to it, especially a number one issue, I think. So when I kept saying, I was underwhelmed when me and Matt first talked about it. I think I was overreacting to how much I was looking forward to this and how much I was looking forward to this to get right in and be as good as, say, Star Wars has been or Darth Vader right away. Well, I've got to give it a couple issues to kind of work that out. That's something that Matt said for me to do as well. So I'm going to go off now. But, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, if you would like, go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, Follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. You go to our website, I'll go to yours. and So I'll just keep going back and forth with that. Also, I want to mention that I have fully gone back into doing our video reviews at our YouTube channel, the Weird Science Comics channel on YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes, but you could just type in Weird Science Comics on YouTube, and you'll find that I'm doing both Marvel And DC right now doing a lot more than I have even in the past this past week And I think I cracked the code and have a formula how I'm going to do these But I'm also going to do some indie stuff and possibly eventually do some manga stuff as well Just video reviews And I've been told by my man Eric Shea from over at the DC side of things He's going to do things as well So that's pretty cool And also, if you like all this stuff and think we do enough work to support us and get a lot more, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash science, where we have a lot of extra episodes. We also have a lot of weekly podcasts. We have actual podcasts there that we do each and every week. Me and Matt have a best worst comic book podcast where we talk about the real bad comics that are so bad that they're fun to talk about. This past Wednesday, when we do it each Wednesday, we ended up doing the comic from 1993, Godzilla versus Charles Barkley, number one. I don't think there's ever going to be a number two, but we had a lot of fun. It is kind of a number two, right? It was fun, though. Also, we have a biweekly Walking Dead comics podcast that I do with my man, Mark Jager. I also have a manga podcast, the Manga Monday Podcast I do with my men, Luke Hollywood, that we do each and every week. And that's one of the podcasts I really have a lot of fun doing because I'm back into my... Originally, I was into a tiny bit of manga, but I really liked anime. I'm talking like 99, 2000, 2001, sort of that time frame. And then I just got away from it going back in. I'm having a lot of fun talking about manga. Uh, we had just done a Naruto Episode and this coming up week And this is on the Patreon We're doing a uh, Spy Family number 2 Or chapter 2 So that's some things to You know, give you a little peek in And if you join up now You will not be charged right away We don't charge you right away You'll end up only being charged February 1st If you continue on If you want to quit before then You'll never be charged You know, use it as a free trial To see if what I'm saying is the complete truth. But thanks, everybody. Thank you, and I will talk to you later.